Here's storyteller Georgia Wingfield Hayes sharing a piece called The Herdsman. It tells the true story of Charles Ellett. He's now a happy herdsman at the Ethical Dairy, but he previously worked at an intensive dairy farm with 1,500 cows, where his mental health crashed. Through Charles's story, we learn what cheap food is doing to the land, the animals, and the people involved in its production. I'm standing in a great big shed, open to the elements on three sides. It's December and an icy wind is blowing in off the Irish Sea. There's a faint smell of cow dung and a strong smell of silage. And cows are all around, quiet. Nearest us, a calf suckles its mother and she, eyes half closed, licks the little one's rump. We're being shown around the ethical dairy by one of the owners, David, Barry, the stockman, and Charles, the herdsman. There's something very unusual about these three men. I'm struck by how happy and contented they are and passionate about what they do. It's like the cows and they are in this together. At the ethical dairy, calves stay with their mothers, which forfeits some of the yield. To make up for this loss of revenue, they sell the naturally reared 10-month-old male calves as ruby veal. This is Charles's first winter back at the ethical dairy as herdsman. For the previous four years, he's worked at another much bigger intensive dairy farm. Economic forces have driven farmers to either specialise into high-end markets or greatly intensify to compete on the general market. That is to say, the supermarket battleground to provide consumers with cheap food. Charles worked at one such flagship intensive farm where over a thousand cows are milked three times a day. Here at the Ethical Dairy, a specialist farm, just 120 cows are milked. It's very peaceful here in the barn. The cows look healthy and content. One has come up to us, sniffing over the wall, curious about this group of talkative people. Whilst the calves here are little, their mothers are milked just once a day in the morning. When the calves are a couple of months old, they'll be separated from their mums at night, then at five months weaned, after which the cows will be milked twice a day. They like routine, Charles says. They prefer it if I wear a green jumper when I milk. If I wear this blue one, they kick more. Working at the intensive dairy taught Charles a lot about being a good herdsman. His days there were spent caring for the cows, trimming feet, injecting antibiotics, checking who was in heat so they could be inseminated once again. And if they weren't back in oestrus in 80 days, then he'd inject them with a 10-day fertility treatment. In the summer, these cows around us will be out in the fields. In an intensive system, that's just not possible. So with the application of chemical fertilisers and slurry, the land produces four cuts of silage a year. Four silage cuts, three milking slots, two days off. As the cows around us quietly feed, suckle their calves or rest in bed bays, David and Barry tell us of the immensely difficult journey they've taken to realise the vision of the ethical dairy. The first time we trialled leaving the calves with their mothers, it was an utter disaster, David tells me. We were only getting about 10% of our previous milk yield. The cows just weren't letting the milk down. 
It was like every time we took them to be milked, they thought they wouldn't see their calves again. You see, normally on a dairy farm, a cow will give birth and within 24 hours she'll be taken to be milked and not see her calf again. At the intensive farm where Charles worked, the calves, if female, were then bucket fed. When I first started working there, Charles tells me, the male newborns were shot. But then we found a neighbouring pig farmer who now takes them and grows them on for the beef industry. In Charles's fourth year at the intensive dairy, his health started to falter. The schedule of 12-hour days, 12 days on, two days off, started to take their toll. I was so exhausted on my days off, I didn't have much energy for my kids, he tells me. If a colleague went off sick or something went wrong with the parlour, I could end up doing an 18-hour day. You see, it takes four to five hours to milk a 1,000-plus cows. So the first milking would start at five in the morning and the third would end at one in the morning. But if the parlour broke down, then that could all go awry. That was the most stressful thing that could happen, recalls Charles. You can't turn hundreds of cows around, so they have to wait in the system while you fix things. Occasionally one would collapse with the stress, and if you couldn't get her to her feet, we'd have to bring the load around and pick her up with the bucket. It got depressing, having to pick a cow up off the floor who'd gone down, spent. I'd feel like I'd failed her. How long do cows live in a system like that? I ask. Six, seven years max. They die of exhaustion generally, an infection like mastitis or pneumonia gets them. And how old's the oldest cow here? I ask, looking around. See that one, right over there in the corner? She's 17. Most of the others are somewhere between 6 and 15 years old. Here at the Ethical Dairy, milk yields improve each year as the cows trust and understand the new system. The whole thing depends a lot on the social stability of the herd, interjects David. They learn from their mothers, aunties and grandmothers. Now the cows know the system, they cooperate. The dairy is built on a kind of mutual respect between cows and people. Barry tells me how one summer there was a cow who refused to leave the field. She turned and led them over the hill to where her adult daughter was lying sick. They wouldn't have known she was there had her mother not been so insistent. Four silage cuts, three milking slots, two days off. In the summer of 2017, Charles's health crashed. He was on holiday and realised how much he didn't want to go back to work at the intensive farm. He then developed acid reflux and when he went to the doctor... He collapsed in tears. Depression was diagnosed. A couple of months on, the doctor became concerned that the acid reflux might be cancer. Charles recalls, I really didn't care if it was cancer because I knew at least then I wouldn't have to go back to work. Charles rubs the forelock of another cow who's come up to us, inquisitive. It's nice to feel connected to the cows, he says. It's like they want that connection too. How did the cows interact with people on the intensive farm, I ask? With fear, generally. They felt threatened, like they were thinking, what do you want from me next? 
four silage cuts, three milking slots, two days off. At the Ethical Dairy, they farm to organic standards. David tells me how it took five years for the land to turn around from its dependency on chemical inputs to the life returning to the soil and with it natural fertility. This combined with reduced animal stress means their antibiotic use is just 10% of pre-organic levels. The most important thing is stress, says Charles. Stress on people and animals. Animals that are sick but not under stress recover so much more quickly. It's the same with people. Back then, apart from my mum and my wife, it was the vet and the knackerman I had on speed dial. Four silage cuts, three milking slots, two days off. Charles finally left the intensive dairy farm. My dog saved my life, he recalls. He got me out the house and connecting with people again. Farms are hard places to be. It can be a very isolated life. Four silage cuts, three milking slots, two days off. It's early morning, spring. The birds are singing in the dawn and Charles Ellett, the herdsman, walks among the ethical dairy herd, touching the rump of each cow as he passes. Morning, girls, he says. 